Are you new to teaching elementary music or do you feel like you're just spinning your wheels every day in your classroom? Maybe you're overwhelmed and honestly just don't know where to go for advice and mentorship. Hi, I'm Jessica, and when I'm not drinking all the coffee, watching Razorback sports, or hanging out with my family of boys, it's my passion to help elementary music teachers just like you teach your students by using your unique personality and teaching style. In this podcast, you'll find helpful tips, strategies, and ideas that will help you kick that stress to the curb and begin teaching music with confidence. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. I am so excited to have you back today. And today's episode is specifically for the parents who have found yourselves working from home and trying to navigate parenting at the same time. When you got out of your classroom and you found out about COVID and you were pretty much working from home full time, without help with your children, whether your kids are babies, school-age kids, teenagers, or whatever it might look like, or maybe you're even a grandparent who helps watch your grandkids. And right now it's summer, or a lot of you are entering summer, and so that's like the last thing you're thinking about right now is working from home. But you may find yourself, once the fall comes, getting back into a situation where you are needing help navigating working from home full-time while also being a parent full-time with little to no help. And so if so, this episode is for you and I am sharing strategies that have worked well for me, or at least I think they work well, from working from home and being a mom to three boys. If you're listening to this and you're not a parent, this episode will kind of give you a highlight reel into my life and what it looks like while I navigate working from home, owning my own business, and being a mom to three boys full-time too. Especially during COVID, I was also their homeschool, air quote, teacher as well. There is a blog post that goes along with this episode you'll find in the show notes as well, so make sure you look at that. And I cannot wait to share this episode with you. This was taken from a presentation I did for the Music at Summit series, and I wanted to share it on my podcast because I know so many many of you need this topic as well, and I've been asked about this a lot. So without further ado, let me go ahead and share with you about navigating working from home and being a parent. I'm Jessica Peresta, and I'm so glad you're here. And today I'm going to be talking about balancing work with parenting and how do you do both effectively and all those things that you're facing right now as a parent plus trying to teach from home. Okay, you guys. So I'm going to just talk a little bit about myself so you know who I am. And then we're going to just jump right in because I have a lot to share with you. I took a lot of notes because I really want you to feel like you're getting something out of this and that you are... um, able when you start working to, okay, I can do this. I got it under control. So mine, I have three boys. One is 10. One is seven. He'll be eight in May. And then my youngest son is five. Wow. I had to think about that. He just turned five in um, February. I almost said March. You guys, do we even know what day it is at this point? (laughs) Uh, So my story is I taught elementary music in the school setting for seven years. So I was a working mom. 
and my until my son my oldest son was about two and then we moved to a new state and I started my own business and now I've been a work at home mom part-time and now it's full-time and so I have kind of done both and I know it's stressful and overwhelming and working from home with kids is a totally different ball game than working outside of the home and having them in daycare or wherever your kids might go when you are at school so I'm just going to share the strategies that have worked for me and how I have coped with working from home with having kids. Because when they're home in the summer, I'm usually working. Um, I don't want to ignore them all day. So how do I navigate that? I'm going to share those strategies with you over winter break. Um, any other break they have from school, I usually am still working. And so it's different than in the classroom when I did get those breaks with the kids. Now that I own my own, own, my own business, I am usually working all the time. So I still get myself days off, but it's different when you're your own boss. So these strategies that I'm going to share with you, you will be able to implement tomorrow. Okay. All right. So the first thing I want to say is give yourself grace. I wish someone had told me this when I decided um, to work from home plus raising children so hard on myself. That's my personality anyways. And so what I mean by give yourself grace is please know that there are no perfect days. Um, I think this can apply to any parent, whether you work outside the home, uh, whether you work in your home, which is everyone right now, or whether you're a stay at home parent, every parent I feel like is hard on themselves sometimes, no matter the ages of your kids. So I feel like that just never stops as a parent. But I just want you to know there's not going to be a perfect day. So if you think back to let's not use the weekend as an example, because it's different than you're probably doing some work right now. But let's say Friday, let's say you had a really hard day. You feel like you were not present with your kids and you were just running all over the place and you had to be on your computer all day trying to navigate all this new technology you're trying to implement and schools telling you to do things. We're going to get into that in a minute. But and you felt like, did I spend any time with my kids? Maybe not as much as you wanted, but give yourself grace because every day is going to be different. And we'll also get more into that in a minute. So I want you to realize that there's going to be some days where you're able to focus more on your kids and you feel really present and you feel like you're like parent of the year. And then there's going to be some days where like right now I'm giving this presentation. My husband took the kids. I don't know where they just got out of here. So, but some days it's going to be like that where you're devoting yourself to your work. And I think that's okay to have a passion for both. So just give yourself grace is the first point I want to give you. And so along with giving yourself grace is to please remember that you're human. Okay. Think of yourself in your classroom. And I know for me personally, when I was in the classroom, I lost my patience sometimes. I was not the most patient teacher. Sometimes I would, you know, respond in ways I really felt like I shouldn't have responded um, and lost my patience and lost my cool instead of taking a step back and dealing with a student, uh, you know, when I was calmer. Well, the same goes for when you're working inside the home. There's going to be days that your kids have your your own children have literally pushed your last button and you are going to lose your patience sometimes. But here's where I'm going with this, with the give yourself grace part is to know that your kids will forgive you. Ask for forgiveness. Know that you're going to mess up sometimes. Remember that each day is new. There's no perfect days. Sometimes you're going to feel like you're like, I'm balancing this all wonderfully. Oh, my gosh, I'm just like doing it. And some days you're going to, like I said, get to the end of the day and be like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't even know if I like 
you know, barely spoke to my child. <laughs> I don't, I'm not saying do that, but you know, that was kind of an extreme example, but just give yourself grace. Know that there's no perfect days and know that each day is a new day. I've noticed that in my own life when one day feels kind of off, like I'm not really in it or I have so much work to do, like 2000 things, that whiteboard behind me is sometimes full. And so Elisa knows this is like sometimes that's just the life of a work at home mom. Sometimes it's full. Sometimes the responsibility is not so much right now because my kids are all home, but they all they're at different schools, all three of them. And sometimes they have school things going on at all three different schools. And then I have to move the work stuff to the next day. And I feel like I'm like struggling to keep afloat. Then there's some days where everything just gets done. All the things on my to do list and my checklist get done. So there's no perfect days and each day is a new day and give yourself grace. Okay. So that was the first point. And you know, when you lay your head on your pillow at night, don't go to bed thinking about all the things you could have done better or that you, oh, if I had just spent 10 more minutes with this child, or if I had just spent 20 more minutes creating these lesson plans. No, I want you to focus on what you did right, what you did well, the things you did accomplish, not what you could have done better because just that's uh, you're just going to beat yourself up and be too hard on yourself and then you're going to never be able to turn your mind off okay all right number two let your kids your own children know when you need to work if they're old enough to understand now i realize we're all in different boats okay some of you have infants or toddlers. Some of you have school age kids like I do. I have a preschooler and then two school age kids. Some have teenagers. Some have kids coming home from college because colleges are shut down right now as well. We're all in different situations in different boats. So let your kids know when you, you need to work. And we're going to talk about schedules and routines in a minute. Um, because if they're old enough to understand. Now, let's talk about that first. And then we'll talk about the babies and toddlers. Okay. I've done both. Okay. So it's, I want you to, to know that it's okay for children to get bored. Yes. I said that I, I, even in the classroom, think about it. When you give your kids an assignment to do, and as a music teacher, it's going to be different than a general classroom, obviously. But when you say get to work, you're going to have those kids wanting you to constantly be hovering, hovering over them and entertaining them and reminding them of what to do and reminding them to stay on task and all that stuff. But a lot of times you're like, use your creativity, come up with something, then I'll help you. Let me see what you can do. Ask a partner, work in a small group. You're not always constantly entertaining them. So the same goes with your own kids. And I think as teachers, you can totally bring all these skills you've been implementing in your classroom into your work at home life because you've already been doing it. You just It's just going to be different now because your own children, trust me, I get it, is different than your school kids. Totally different situation, but I feel like you can use the same skill set in both situations. Being a parent helps you to be a better teacher. Being a teacher helps you to be a good work at home parent, okay? So I wanted to tell you that it's okay. Um, I forgot what I was talking about. Your kids know when it's time to work. Okay. It's okay if your kids have a lot of tech time right now. Goes back to giving yourself grace. This is something totally unprecedented for everybody. And even for me, I'm used to working from home, but this is different. This is totally different, having my kids home all the time. So it's okay if they have a lot of tech time right now. It's okay if they're coloring or reading and you're not right there with them. It's okay if they're playing in the room and or the backyard or once again, technology, so you can get work done. It does not 
and I'm going to say that again, that does not make you a bad parent. It's okay if they use their creativity. I mean, I love telling my boys to go outside and um, I play with them. Okay. But when I tell them to go outside and I'm just amazed at like the create creative activities they come up with, like they just start using their imaginations and then they bring me a flower and then, and it's not like I'm leaving them to fend for themselves all day, but I'm saying there's going to be blocks and chunks. And we're going to talk about that in a minute of your day where you have to get stuff done. There's no way around it. And your kids are going to be okay coming up with their own activities, or we're going to talk about how to plan activities for your kids to do as well. But I want you to realize that yes, it's okay for your kids to have tech time, have some coloring books for them to work on. My five-year-old loves activity books. He likes those books that um, I'm trying to remember what they're called. You know, the ones kind of like Where's Waldo, but it's not that where you have to find the different missing whatever or find the 10 zebras. He likes to just sit there and circle the stuff. And that's something that keeps his attention. And so, but you'll also be amazed at the creativity. It might take time because this is new for all of you, but you'll be really amazed at the creativity that comes out when you tell your kiddos to just go play in their rooms for a little bit. They really will be like creative and come up with like creative, you know, when's the last time they just sat in their room and played with toys? If they're that age, I realize if they're older, you can't just go, go play in your room and, you know, go play with your superhero figures, obviously. Okay. But like I said, this is my experience. Um, so there's going to be times during the day where you'll need to work. Let your kids know ahead of time when that is. And let them know that sometimes you're going to need to work during times that are not on the schedule. So um, communicate up front about what things will look like now and your kids will begin to learn the new routine. Okay, what I mean by wins on your schedule. So depending on your situation, you may or may not have gotten instructions from your administration. Um, I have you guys, I, I mentor elementary music teachers. I work with elementary music teachers every day and I'm hearing so many different things. Some of them are um, have been told to send home just packets of simple songs that they've already done during the school year that their kids can uh, make music with their parents at home. Some are being asked to do all the technology that you've already been seeing out there in social media land. Um, some have gotten no instructions at all. You may fall in one of those categories or one of the categories I haven't even said. But... If you have a schedule where like, for instance, they say you have to have office hours between, I'm just going to throw out sometimes eight and 10 and then 12 and two, be available to answer parent emails. Or you need to log into Zoom during 11 to 12 to be available to any students that want to come on and join you. Or um, you have no instructions. So in that case, you need to kind of set your own schedule of, I want to work here. I'm going to work during this block of time and this block of time, and this block of time is just for my kids. This block, you know, this is uninterrupted lunchtime I'm eating with my children. Um, I'm cutting my day off at 2.30, and that is from 2.30 to 5.30 is my time with my kids. And maybe you can't have that chunk of time, but remember what I said earlier, how every day is going to look different. There's going to be some days where you have to do more planning and more teaching and more implementing and more showing up for your students. And then there's going to be some days where you feel like you haven't gotten even one email from a parent and haven't had to do much on the teaching front. So then you can be more present with your children. I always notice at the end of my week, everything balances out. It does. It just all ends up balancing out where one day kind of like sucked, if I can say that. And then, and then by the time I get to Friday, I'm like, wow, we really had a great day. This is, you know, I really was able to pour into my kids today. 
music teacher friend. I hope you're doing well. I want to tell you about something super exciting coming up this summer. On June 22nd, I will be hosting the free five-day challenge called Start the School Year Off Right Challenge. In this challenge, you're going to learn all about how to start the school year off with success, whether that is going to be virtually or in person, or you're just not even sure what next school year is going to look like yet. On day two, we're going to talk about work-home life balance, which is something we all need help and support in right now, especially during the time we're living in, I feel. Day three is going to be all about how to plan for next school year during the summer and we'll talk about what your school year will look like and how you can plan to successfully teach next school year even if it looks a little different than you think it might normally look. Day four is going to be all about reflecting on this school year and oh my goodness do we have a lot of reflecting to do right? You had the beginning of the school year started off strong, you were in your classroom, and then you finished off probably the school year teaching virtually. So we're going to reflect on all that together and talk about ways you can move forward with taking what you learned into the next school year. And day five is going to be all about why professional development matters, why it's a good thing, how to find good professional development opportunities this summer, and how to find what you need for your particular teaching situation. So I would love for you to join us. The challenge starts on June 22nd and simply head to subscribepage.com forward slash music teacher challenge 2020 or simply click on the link in the show notes to join us. I cannot wait to see you there. And immediately after joining the challenge, you can join our Facebook group where I will be going live every day in the challenge. And there's so many amazing music teachers in there already a part of the group who are ready to support you and get to know you. So come on in and join us. I can't wait to help you get the forward momentum you need to go into next school year feeling successful. Have an amazing day and I'll see you soon. your classroom you have the same schedule every day not the same classes that come to you obviously because there's a rotation and especially in elementary music but what your routine is the same you usually have if you have a planning period have the same planning period the same lunch period the same before after school duty the same um, time slot for a second third fourth fifth or whatever when you're at home you don't have a set schedule, right? And so it is going to be inconsistent. And I think that's one of the biggest shifts is you're seeing that the routine you used to have is not so much there anymore. And you're sitting there like, what do I do? Well, I would encourage you to schedule your own routine and your own schedule. And eventually it falls into place. So the next thing I want to say is to plan activities ahead of time for your kids to do while you're working. So we talked about letting them have creative free time where they can get out and use their imagination or sit there and color or read or whatever that might look like. But they also are going to have their own schoolwork to do as well. So, and that depends on the ages of your kids. Obviously your six month old baby is not going to have schoolwork to do. And I actually never touched on that, did I? So if it's babies and toddlers, um, I have been known to just sit on the floor and work while they're having tummy time or while they're playing with their toys. Just dump some toys in the living room, maybe rotate it every day where they're seeing different things um, every day. So there's different things for them to do. Sensory bins work really well for that age group and it'll keep their attention really well. And like I said, any kind of engaging show like Daniel Tiger is great for that age group as well. Um, 
And so I wanted to touch on that real quick. Okay, and then planning activities ahead of time. Let's talk about that. All the lesson planning you've been doing all year. Remember, we talked about you as a teacher will definitely pay off with you as a work at home parent. This is the perfect time to plan for your own kids. So the night or week before, come up with activities your kids can do during the day while you're working. Um, this can be a craft they can manage on their own. That activity book I talked about earlier, building something with Legos, um, a site like Go Noodle or whatever else you come up with. There's even uh, the Cincinnati Zoo is one I've been using. They have been I don't know if they're going to continue doing it, but they have all the replays, uh, replay videos of different animals every day. They go live. So I've been doing that for our science lesson. It's really awesome. The kid they go live and show a different animal every day and then the kids will watch that. And guess what's happening when they're doing tech time? Guess what mom's doing? I'm doing tech time. It's all about balancing it out and figuring, okay, when they're doing this activity from 12 to 1, they're going to either be engaged with Go Noodle, watching a video about an explorer or dinosaurs, or logging onto that zoo website to watch an animal. Oh, that gives me a 20-minute chunk of time. What could I do during that 20-minute chunk of time? Oh, perfect. I can do this, this work task right here while they're doing that. It, or if they're doing their schoolwork they've been assigned, guess what? Uh, my boys and I, we've all been sitting at the kitchen table together. So that way my computer's open. They have some other laptops we've already had in our house, thankfully, or tablets open um, or their work they've been given in some manila envelopes, reading and um, writing and math homework. So while they're working on that, I'm logged on working and I have to sometimes stop and go to them to help them and then go back to what I'm doing. But we're all right there together. So then I'm not having to keep getting up and going to a different room and coming back and then getting irritated because I'm being interrupted. It's just remembering that you're going to be interrupted. So keeping everybody in close proximity together um, kind of helps a lot because then you can kind of help them a little bit. And then, when, like I said, when they have tech time during the day, you can have tech time. But you can also take breaks with them, too. Like when my kids had um, I did a go noodle with them one day because I needed a mental break. So just remember that, too, that you can join in with what they're doing as well. Um, so, yeah, planning activities ahead of time. So like like I said, that zoo activity um, the night or the week before, I'll say, OK, what could I do to keep them engaged and keep them uh, keep their energy going? There was a Lego challenge I found. One of mine's really into Legos. The other one's not. But um, one did Duplo blocks. The other one did Legos. And one of them did magnet blocks. And every day I'd say, OK, today I want you to build me a rocket. Oh, cool. So they would sit there and build a rocket while mommy got on her computer. No guilt there because I'm still giving them activity every once in a while. Look around the computer. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Can you build this? And then, oh, sure, mom. Then they'd build a different thing. Then guess what I'm wanting you to do for writing today? Yep, you guessed it. Tell me, write about, do a creative writing assignment about um, a rocket. The five-year-old can't write yet. So guess what? Can you draw mommy a picture of the rocket you just made? Okay. He got markers. He drew. Sometimes it's just, as a teacher, you, you know what it's like. You have all the lesson plans created, but sometimes you're thinking on the spot. That's exactly what it's like around here. I'll have my, I have the schedule I created for the boys and I, and then I have um, some activities to kind of plug into those sections. And then I'll like kind of right next to it go, this is when I can work here, do this activity. Um, I can fit a Zoom call in here or whatever that might look like. And then um, as I look at that schedule as they're going, sometimes just ideas will come to my mind that I'll like tell them to do right then and there if that makes sense. Um, okay, let's move on. So I mentioned this, but know that there will be a lot of interruptions. 
Um, okay, so there's going to be a lot of interruptions, you guys. But when you're teaching in your classroom, you're already interrupted all day anyways, okay? You get interrupted by the intercom. You get interrupted by fire drills. You get interrupted by kids talking out of turn. You get interrupted by kids asking you to go to the restroom or a teacher popping in your room or an informal observation or insert whatever else, right? And so you're you're already used to having interruptions, just not from your own kids, right? And so just just remember as much interruptions as you had when you're working and teaching, you're going to have interruptions at home. It's just normal. Um, my dog likes to bark all day. She's getting older and we have to keep the blinds shut or she'll bark at every single thing that moves on the sidewalk. Um, I have to deal with my kids. Guess what? They're kids. They're going to have sibling fights and arguments all day long. Uh, my husband's been working from home. He is sometimes needing things or he'll text me and say, can you get the dog to start barking? And I'm like, probably not because <laughs> I can't because she barks all the time. So, um, and then, um, so along with knowing that there's interruptions, realizing this will help you to know that this is normal. Yes, it's normal to have this many interruptions. Yes, it's normal to um, constantly be, be interrupted all day. So just think about the interruptions you have at school and then times it times 10. And that's kind of what it's like working from home and being a parent at the same time. OK, so um, just remembering to use flexibility just like you would in your classroom is so important. So if you didn't get to finish that 30 minute task, you thought you would be able to finish when you penciled it in next to your schedule and you only got 10 minutes of it done. That's normal. And you're just going to have to say, you know what? This is not working. Like beating my head on a wall. I'm going to have to finish this later. And we're going to talk about ways to do that right now. So one of the biggest shifts, another shift that we talked about. Um, and so. When you're okay, when do you work when you have kids at home? We talked about earlier, you may or may not have gotten a schedule from your administrator of hours you need to log in or hours you need to, um, yeah, like be present for your students. But here's what I want to tell you when it comes to planning or working on your Google Classroom or whatever else you might be working on when it comes to teaching things is. Uh, one thing that's worked for me really well, yes, even in the summer, I created a whole membership site this summer just from waking up, and you guys are going to hate when I say this, but waking up at 5 a.m. every day, uh, and then I worked when they went to bed. And then I worked, of course, a little bit during the day, but in the summer when we actually could go places, I was taking my kids to the pool and to the whatever else. So waking up before they, go, they get up, working when they go to bed, and if your kids nap, mine don't anymore. But when they did, I worked during nap time a lot. Um, I can't tell you the amount of podcast episodes that have been recorded, blog posts that have been written, and lesson plans that have been created for my membership site and other work at four or five in the morning. And I know you guys don't hate me for saying that, but it really helped because, and I am not, I don't like waking up that early. I'm just going to be honest with you. It sounds crazy. Who wants to get up that early? But it started really helping my mindset because I said, you know what? So I started going to bed earlier and finishing work like two hours of work before the boys even got up. And it really helped so much because then I went, oh, why don't I have I don't have to try to fit that two hours of work in somewhere during the middle of the day when there's already going to be all kinds of interruptions. It's already done. And or OK. I don't want to do work when they go to bed, but right now, this is my reality right now. So you maybe it's not every night, but maybe you say, okay, Tuesday and Thursday nights are going to be my work nights. They're going to be my nights that I sit in bed, 
or wherever you want to work, the couch, whatever. Um, I like to work like various places around the house. I have a desk, but I like to like just move my laptop around. Maybe you're that same way too. But designate even two hours of, you know, I mean, two nights a week where you're getting work done at night. And then that'll alleviate some of this pressure you're putting on yourself, or maybe not even you're putting on yourself, but you have all this stuff to get done in this many hours you feel like to get it done in. So that's helped me a lot. Um, let me make sure I didn't miss anything on that point. Oh, and then you'll probably also find that you're going to need to work on the weekend now a little bit too, where you used to maybe not need to work on the weekend as much when you were in your classroom. Um, and so just all those things, realizing that, yes, that's normal. And yes, it's probably not what you're used to. And it's funny because in past webinars I've given and all the teachers I work with, I'm always saying, try not to bring work home, leave the work at school, try to, you know, designate only one or two days a week where you stay late after school and the rest of the week have free time and make sure self-care and all that's still important. But right now it's just different. You're going to have to find hours outside of the regular hours to get stuff done because you just can't fit it all in. OK, so if you've been wondering, is this normal for me to have all this work left over to do at night or it, I might need to wake up at least one morning to get this done or I feel like my whole Saturday I had to get all this stuff done. Yes, it's normal. But what I want to also tell you is you're eventually going to find your groove. You're going to find what works for you. You're going to find um, a routine that works well for you and your kids because they're your kids. You know your family dynamics and your kids and what they need and what you can deal with better than anyone else. So remembering that will help you tremendously as well. So stay consistent and be patient is my next point. Just like when I just used this word and I'm going to use it again, you had to find your groove as a teacher in the classroom, you'll eventually find a system that works for you too. It takes time, consistency, and patience. Okay, what I mean by that is uh, my first year teaching was really hard. I started out of school that didn't have music for seven years. I had a mentor teacher that didn't know anything about music. No one was in there to help me. I had no resources. So that first year was kind of a blur. It was the middle of the year. So it was like half a year. The next year was a little easier. And then the next year was a little easier. Well, obviously you don't have a whole year to figure out this working from home while your kids are home thing, right? But what I want to say is every day and every week will get a little bit easier for you. So this, just stay consistent with it, stay patient, and eventually your kids and you are going to fall into your new normal, okay? Your kids will eventually get the routine. It's okay if you're not entertaining them the whole day. Remember we talked about that earlier. Playing by themselves, having room time, and giving them learning games on the tablet are okay. It's okay. I know you're probably used to working, and then the weekend is free for like you to do all kinds of things with your family. It's just going to be a little different right now. It's just going to be a shift. Instead of having full days to do family things, you're going to have um, time chunks. Okay. I hope that helps. Does that make sense? And so it's just a different shift. It's a different routine than you're used to. And it just takes time to figure it out. But you and your kids and your spouse, if you're married, will eventually figure out the new routine. Okay. Your workload is my next point will look different each day. We talked about this earlier where um, at school you're used to having the same routine, the same, you know, not like you're doing the same thing every day with teaching or during your plan time, you're going to have different things to work on. But your workload, how much work you're going to do will look different each day now. 
So some days, like I said earlier, I have more work to do than others. It all balances out in the end, okay? When I'm present with my kids, I am present. I am there. Yesterday, we had like a no tech day. It was awesome. Uh, we were outside a lot. I built, I played some new board games with one of my sons. We went on a, a bike ride around the neighborhood, social distancing, of course, waving to our neighbors from afar. But you know what I mean? We really were like present together as a family. Today's pretty much been like that, but I had some work to do. So like I said, it balances out. My husband and I, like he's with the kids right now. Um, and probably later I'll need to give him a break because we're all together a lot right now. But when I'm present, I'm, there's no computer. I'm not on social media. Um, I'm not texting. And the same will go for you. Of course, you're going to want to still be connected to the outside world. You can't just parent all the time. You're going to end up going crazy. I know that's how I am. We had a Zoom call last night with some of our best friends, my husband and I. And that helps so much. Just um remembering to pencil time in for that as well, to still talk to people that you love and that you care for friends and family and not, I know you're going to start feeling burnt out as a parent. So your workload's going to look different every day. Some days you're going to have tons of planning and teaching to do. And other days you'll notice you're not needing to work as much. This is normal. Um, and the same goes with your kids' school workload as well. I've already noticed that. Um, this week was their spring break, but last, their first week when we did homeschooling, uh, one of my sons had, one day he had three hours of math and he's a special needs learner too. So for me, that was very hard to help him. And then some days, I mean, one of the days it took him 20 minutes to finish his math. And I was like, oh, well, that was way quicker than I thought. What do we do to fill up the time? <laughs> you know? So it just all, it kind of balances out. But then I noticed the same was with me. One day I was like, you guys. I have a lot to get done today. And one day I looked at my to-do list. I'm like, oh, I finished it all. Okay. So it just kind of all balances out. Um, and so some days also your kids are going to do lots of learning activities. Some days they might just do the minimum requirements and then play outside the rest of the day. The cool thing about I'm noticing about being a homeschooling parent is it's kind of like that schedule I talked to you about earlier. Yes, I made a schedule, but there was one day I literally, we did what their schools asked us to do. And I said, forget that zoo thing, forget this, this, this. We just played outside the rest of the day. And I just shut my laptop off and we went outside and I was like, I don't care. We all just need a break. We just need some fresh air. And so some days you're going to have a full day of learning. And some days, as long as they got done, what was the required amount, that's okay too. Give yourself grace, right? Um, this is also, by the way, the perfect time to involve them in cooking, teaching them a new life skill, learning something they've always wanted to do. Let your kids learn in different ways. It doesn't just have to be about school. Yes, of course, they need to keep up their school requirements and you need to keep up teaching, of course. But you're going to notice some more time, especially on the weekends. Maybe you could just enjoy other things because you're all going to start getting bored. And so looking for new ways to teach them and new activities. What do you want to try? What have you wanted to do? Oh, you want me to teach you this? Sure. One of mine helped me make brownies the other day. It was super fun. We just stopped and made brownies just because we were all here. Um, let go of that parent guilt. I know I mentioned this earlier, but I want to say it again. Spending your time with your kids as a work from home or work outside of the home parent is about quality over quantity. Okay quality over quantity. And I want you to remember this even when you go back to school. Okay. It's about, like I said, yesterday was a day of connecting all day, just spending time together. And to me, I didn't count it. I didn't go, okay, Monday through Friday, what hours did I spend time with my children? No, I didn't calculate it and look like, look at the calendar and say, oh, here I didn't, you know, nope. No, I just said, you know what? 
I have been present. I know I'm a good mom. I know I'm pouring into them. I know I'm helping them with the work, but I got to do my work. And I know them seeing me do my work is important because they're seeing me follow something I'm passionate about. Okay. And you can involve them in your work, show them what you're doing, get them excited about it. Um, if they're asking you questions about something you're working on, say, Hey, yeah, this is what I'm doing. This is how you do it. Isn't that cool? And so involving your kids and showing them what you're doing is really exciting for them too. And it's teaching them back to that, teaching them life skills thing, something that they might be interested in doing one day. Um, and then uh, so like I said, my kids ask questions about my work all the time and they now know about podcasting. They know about websites. They know what a blog is. They love to watch me work and they have been known to make an appearance on Facebook live or zoom from time to time as well. Some people just know, they know some people just know my kids names when they walk behind me because they just are used to it. Um, and so that's the other thing I want to tell you. If your kids sometimes pop up behind you while you're on a live video with your coworkers or your students, it's okay. Just laugh it off because everybody, um, everybody is sharing in this experience. And a, a most, well, I don't know if I'm going to say most, but a lot of your coworkers have kids at home too. Um, a funny story. My husband was on a Zoom call, like a big conference call the other day with a lot of his, you know, people he works with. And uh, one of those Zoom backgrounds up behind him, you know, where you can make it look like something else. Anyways, um, my one of my sons like popped up behind the background and so it looked like this head was coming through a wall and he said the people that he was on the conference call with were like whoa <laughs> it just kind of scared him so everybody just has to laugh it off sometimes it's not like it's a secret you have kids at home it's just sometimes you're you know when you say i have to have this chunk of time done to get this done and then you try to get that video done and your kid comes up and they're hanging on your shoulder like a monkey just play it off and say oh you know little johnny here's gonna join us today ha 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 and, and internally you're like please go away but it all works out. <laughs> um, kids are resilient. They can do things for themselves when given the chance. Okay. So if they're old enough, have them make their own lunches if they can. Uh, this might be the perfect time for them to learn how to, how to make a sandwich. Okay. I know one of mine's great at it. The other one acts like he still doesn't know how to get the bread off the shelf. It's, it's good times. Um, have them help out their siblings. I have loved seeing my older boys reading to my younger boy when it's time to read. And he's like, I can't read a book. He's our whiner too. I don't know if it's a youngest child thing, but he just is. He's very whiny. Um, but just seeing them step up to the plate and reading to their brother, which is good for both of them. They can do chores while you're working. Sometimes if I had to get stuff done and I need them to just get away from me for a minute, um, it'll be like this. Hey, if you go put up your laundry that's been laying in a mountain on the top of the stairs for the past two days, then you can get your tablets for 30 minutes or whatever that might look like. Just, you know, um, don't be above bribery. It's okay. Tell your kids if you do this, you can get this. That's something I do a lot. Um, it's also okay to tell your kids not right now or in a minute I can when they ask you for something. They don't have to get what they're wanting right away. I think it's it's a parenting principle I applied even when I was working outside the home that kids need to know it's okay to wait for something and they don't need instant gratification. It kind of is a life skill that they can learn even as an adult. How many times have you heard a uh, coworker or even your principal say, not right now, or I can in a minute, or let's revisit that tomorrow. Were you offended? I don't know, maybe, but also you were like, oh, okay, well, that's what they said. So here we are. The same goes with your kids. It's okay if like, they're like, well, you can play with me outside. And then if I'm pointing this way, cause that's where my backyard is. But instead of you feeling guilt back to that, not having parent guilt, instead of you feeling guilty about not playing with them right then say, actually, I think it's okay for them to hear that. I can't do that right now. 
but I will in an hour. That's okay for kids to know that and be like, oh, okay, well, you don't have to meet their needs right then. Of course, if it's a major need, you know what I mean. But it's okay because this is teaching kids patience. Um, Be clear about your expectations with others. What I mean by that is your administrator, your coworkers, even your students. Let them know, we talked about this a minute ago, that you have kids that unexpected interruptions are going to happen. Not that they may happen, they are going to happen. (laughs) It happens a lot. Um, Let them know that you might have to stop what you're doing to go talk to your child, to deal with some kind of discipline issue, to... I don't know, get them a snack off the top shelf because they won't stop asking for it, whatever it might look like. And then you'll get back to them when you can, if you missed a call or a chat, it's okay to communicate with them and be like, listen, here's what's, here's my situation. Um, I'm juggling a lot of things right now. So if I can't join the zoom call right when it starts, I'm going to have to jump on in a little bit or catch the replay. I don't, if you can work that out somehow, that is really helped me a lot. Just, being clear with your expectations with others. Um, and I already said that earlier, that your coworkers might have kids at home too. Everyone just needs to show grace to each other during this time. So setting a schedule, I mentioned this earlier. This is my next point. Set a schedule when you can. So let me talk about things that have worked for me with this. When I write things down, it helps me a lot. Um, so a schedule has been a lifesaver, especially while you're working and trying to homeschool at the same time. So like I said earlier, the preschooler got a workbook. Um, so he works right, works, does his work right along with the brothers, with his brothers when they're doing their schoolwork. That's usually in the morning. We've been trying to tackle the schoolwork in the morning and then they can have some kind of tech time. Usually it's like a reading or math game. Their teachers have been great about telling us which ones they do at school and their logins. And then I usually have a preschool game, PBS kids or something simple for him to do. And then in the afternoon, we kind of do some kind of science and social studies. I still do lunch and recess, recess sometimes goes on a long time because I need them outside. If it's inside, we've set up our garage. It's like a makeshift um, gym. We put uh, one of our sons has a little basketball goal we put in there. I realize a lot of you don't have that situation. So like I said, go noodle is great. Bring in a jump rope if they can have them um, have some kind of, um, oh gosh, a minute to win it challenge or just like time them. Who can do the most pushups? Who can do the most jumping jacks? If you have only one child, just challenge them to do that. Challenge them to see how many things they can come up with. YouTube has some great PE activities as well. And I know you guys have probably already found some different things too, because they're being shared so much out there. And that's amazing. But the main thing I want to let you know is to just set kind of a schedule. And I, like I said, there's some days we follow it to a T because it, There's a lot of days I need to get a lot of stuff done. And then other days, the schedule is there, but it's a little more flexible. We may skip some of the chunks of things that we have planned and just say, we're just not going to do some of those today. And I think that's okay. Um, So on this schedule include chores that you want your kids to do and when do you want them to do them. Um, Activities the kids can do when they're finished with their work, just like you do in the classroom. If someone finishes an activity uh, sooner than someone else, then you might have them do something else. Um, Even include lunch and recess time like they would have at school on your schedule. This helps especially those kids who need a schedule. Like I talked about, my oldest son is special needs. He is um, high-functioning autism. So schedules for him, uh, the, the first couple of days, he was not, it was not good. He was like, 
he was used to his routine and he wanted me to make it exactly like his teacher did. And after a, a lot of back and forth and him and realizing that I can make a schedule, but it can't be exactly that because it just can't. Um, we all kind of made one together of what I thought would meet the needs of all of us. And then that helped him just, he's learning the new schedule right now. And that's really helped even the kid who doesn't need a schedule as much. He's thriving on it too. Cause he likes to walk to the refrigerator and see what's next. And it's really helping him to, to keep on track. My kids have a list of chores of what I want them to do. Some days it might be laundry. One day it might be dishes, cleaning their rooms or whatever else. I make it age appropriate. The kids know they're not getting whatever, insert the blank, unless they do what they're supposed to first. I remind them that just like they're required to clean up their messes or help out at school, the same goes for home. I tell them we're all living here. We're all learning here. We're all working here. So we all contribute as a team. Um, and then I also wanted to I have three more points. So if you're married, make sure you're communicating with your spouse what you need. OK, it's going to be difficult. So my husband, his, you know, he has he's like a team lead on his team. He um, will sometimes help out at lunchtime. If I didn't get much of a break, I'm like, hey, I really kind of need you to take over for lunch because I got to catch up on this thing or whatever. Or he's been really good about if I need to get some work done at night, there's no like offense you know, it's like he just knows I got to get stuff done right now. It is what it is. And so um, trade off if you can. What I mean by that is, like I said, he'll be with the kids with his laptop open. If I need to, you know, have like a quiet space to have a Zoom call or a, a virtual meeting or, or record a podcast with a, with a guest or something, then we can trade off and then he'll he need to have some meetings. So some of us, well, some of us, one of us might be in a room with the door shut while the other one's downstairs at the kitchen table. Like I said earlier, this has helped alleviate the stress we're both feeling and we still eat dinner together as a family every night as well. But just communicating with your spouse of what you need and it'll look different every day. Say, hey, on my schedule today, um, my principal said I need to be here for this meeting at one o'clock. So I really need you to help cover the kids so I can do that. Is that OK with you? If he says it's not OK with him or he has a meeting at the same time, perfect time to bust out a movie or an iPad and put the kids somewhere else for a minute. That's OK. It's, it's just all about like it's like a lot of juggling balls is what I want to refer it to right now. Um, two more points. The next one I want to say is find quiet time for you. You're like, uh, hello, how how in the world am I supposed to do that? Um, last week I closed my closet door, went in there and sat against the wall for a minute with the lights off. <laughs> it sounds a little dramatic, but I did that. I sat there with the light off and just sat there for a little bit and just in quiet, maybe 10 minutes. And it actually helped so much. Um, there was another day I got in my car and just drove. I wasn't sure where it was safe to get out of the car. And so I just kind of drove around for a little bit, just decompressing, listen to some podcasts, listen to some music. And there was another time I just sat in there without, um, uh, anything on any noise, just quiet. So finding quiet and space, quiet time and space is hard. Having that calendar though, in place, knowing when I need to work and when I need to pour into my kids and husband will help me see when I can pour into myself. So remember, it's back to communicating what you need. Okay. Take the time each week. Notice I didn't say each day because I don't feel like that's realistic right now. But each week, I feel like you can find a nugget of time. And I don't know what nugget means, but that's just the word that came to my brain. Um, but to pour into yourself, tell your family that this is your time and it's important to you without feeling guilt around saying that. You cannot pour into others until you pour into yourself first. And I know I've said that so many times, but it's going to look different right now. You're not going to have a lot of time to pour into yourself. But when you can, make sure you pour into yourself 
so you're like, okay, I, I feel a little bit more refreshed. I'm ready to jump back in and do this thing. And the last thing I want to say is work in a quiet spot and get creative. Find a quiet spot when you're working when needed. So I mentioned that closet. Like I like to shut the door. I have been known TMI, but to work in my bathroom before <laughs> nobody could see the toilet, but just kind of sat on the floor in there because it was quiet. Um, let's see. Um, okay, and so the closet, the reason I did that is because that was the only, it wasn't to get away from everyone. That was the only spot in my house that was quiet. I actually did a Facebook Live in there one day, and you could actually see the shoes and the clothes behind me because that was the only place I had in my house to go for a quiet spot without any noise um, and no one around me. And so I was able to lock my bedroom door and then shut the closet. So it was like two doors shut. <laughs> it helped a lot. Um it happens more than you know. Learn to just go with the chaos and be flexible. You might need to work from a bathroom, the pantry, the laundry room, a closet, from your bed at night. Your office might not look like an actual office right now, or it might. It just depends on your personality. I know for me, there's some days, I, like I said, I work at a desk, and sometimes I am all over my house depending on what I need and when I need it. Um, and so I want to close with this. I want you to realize it's okay to have more than one passion. You love to teach. You also love your kids, obviously. So like I said, you'll be devoting more time to one or the other, depending on the day or even the hour. Okay, like remember those interruptions we talked about earlier. It's all about giving yourself grace, taking breaks from it all when you can, and knowing that you'll find a routine that works for you and your family hang in there. You're doing a great job. You, I know this is new and you will eventually find your stride in what works for you. Reach out to me if you need any more help or insight about this, because I, I promise you, I know it's a difficult shift, but you guys are doing a great job and remember to give yourself grace. Hang in there and I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, I would love for you to review the show and leave a rating on iTunes. To find out more about how I can help you gain momentum in your elementary music teaching career, head to thedomesticmusician.com where you'll find free downloads, courses, the blog, and so much more. Continue teaching music and never doubt the impact you're making each and every day in the lives of your students.